Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Praise God. Wasn't that rich and good? (laughs) How good it is to be uh, together. I know some of you are just coming back who are in person and some of you are still online. And so praise be to our Lord God. And we had a beautiful outdoor service at nine and it was just so, so sweet. And thank you, Lord, for the beautiful weather. You know, it's true. That this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In this day, right now, right, whatever you're facing, may you give praise to God. May you enjoy this moment, this day. May your life be just sensing God's and his presence in you and through you. And so we're, we're, we're turning to God's word this morning. And I'm John Adams, lead pastor at the Vine. If you didn't know it, welcome. And uh, we are continuing our series out of the book of Proverbs called, Is It Wise? Now, the Proverbs are really God's wisdom on how to choose wisely in our lives. And uh, they help us grow us in what's good for us. And they teach us, they help us learn about salvation and what that means. And they actually lead us to enjoy our lives now and in the future. But here's another way of saying this today. It's this, this, the Proverbs teach us to flourish in God's grace in your life and throughout your lifetime. May he do so. I mean, flourish, really flourish in his grace. So uh, today's, we're going to be looking at this uh, Proverbs chapter 3, and in it, it talks a lot about trust. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. And uh, yesterday, Lizanne and I were at a wedding, and uh, we asked a few people about, uh, you know, what they thought about trust. Who do they trust, and what does it mean to them? We kind of, I kind of stole uh, Tim Barton's kind of mojo on this because he does this really well. But here's a few answers. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> here's a few answers to that question. Some people that we, Lizanne and I asked at the wedding, and it was mostly uh, probably non-Christians at this wedding. And they said uh, this, um, when they thought about trust, the first person said this, I trust someone after I've known them well enough to know that they're going to do what they're going, they say they're going to do. Okay, that sounds good. Second answer, I trust someone because they always have my back. Isn't that good when someone does? (laughs) Also, another answer is I struggle with trust because I'm afraid of my fears about all kinds of things. This is a woman who uh, actually, just even washing her hands was really, first day out was yesterday at this wedding, and she's just really fearful in a lot of areas of her life, she said. Um, Another answer about trust, I trust because I know that that person I love loves me enough to tell the truth. Okay. Uh, Also, I trust people that have expertise in fields that I, I need help with. And then uh, I asked a guy, and and I could really see the pain in his eyes, and he said this to me. He said, man, you do not have time enough to tell you about what trust means in my life. 
You know, if you've had a lot of trust broken in your life, especially, it's hard to deal with trust. And um, today we're going to be looking at what it means to trust God, and it's hard when you haven't had lots of faithfulness in your life. And um, so today we're going to be looking at this from this trust idea of trusting God. In, in out of Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse number 1. If you look with me in your Bibles or your handhelds. And I want to remind you that this is God's holy word. May he speak to your mind and your heart and your life today. Amen. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Amen. Thanks be to God for his glorious, holy word. And so today, as we think about this proverb, we think about trusting God. And what does it mean to trust here in this passage? We see that this word in verse 5, very familiar verse, means literally to lie or help, lie helpless and face down. Now here it's not talking about necessarily a physical lying down, but really from the inside of you, your will, your thoughts, your desires, the innermost part of who you are, all of you to say, it lies down. Well, that's kind of difficult to think about, right? So the inside of you, everything that, is you, that makes up you surrenders or yields to Almighty God. And uh, it's, it's almost like saying this, I'm going to stop fighting against you, God, because I trust that you're for my good. And how many times have you, you know, maybe you've heard people say this to you, you know, I'm, I've got your best interest in mind. Well, let me tell you all, whether you're a believer or not today, if you trust him, God has your best interest in mind. Will you believe this? Will you trust God, no matter what you're facing in your life, that he cares about you? This is so glorious and great news. And trusting God is not just about trusting God with your mind and heart and will, but it's also trusting him with every decision. Your situations. And it's saying, God... Here's my wisdom, but I'm saying, I'm laying it down. And I'm saying, Lord, show me your wisdom. Give me your will. 
Give me your heart. Show me your way, Lord. And it's trusting God in that kind of way. See, because today we're going to find out from this passage that real success is found in trusting God. I know you've heard this a lot in your life, but it's true. And it will always be true. And someday soon, like we sang, yet not I, but Christ in me, through me, and in me. That, that when we believe that, one day soon, guys, ladies, we're going to be face-to-face with God. And you will, <laughs> you will trust him then. Let's ask him now to give us a heart, a mind, a will to say, Lord, I want to trust you now today. See, real success is found in trusting God. And the first thing, way we see this played out in this passage is this, is that we're supposed to trust God's word. We see this in verses one through four. Look at, look at verse one with me for a second. There, uh, Solomon writes, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Notice a, just a few things here. This is observations Solomon, the king and the author of Proverbs, introduces us to a father narrator who 17 times in the first nine chapters gives wisdom instruction to the son. Uh, this is from Dick Van Epperen, and he's uh, actually here today. He started visiting our church when we, almost when we started the, the, the uh, teaching out of Proverbs and has written a book about Proverbs. Isn't that cool? Thank you, Dick. It's, it's like a father mentoring his son in life principles about how to live the most productive and purposeful kind of life. You see, when Solomon says in verse number one, this, my teaching and my commandments, he isn't just referring to human teaching. He's talking about perfect teaching. He's talking about his teaching. This teaching relates to us today. It's God our father using and the teaching he gave to Solomon for his son. And it's like he's sitting us down to have a chat with his sons and daughters. Isn't that a beautiful picture? And he's teaching us about the value of knowing, I have my word for you. I want to speak to you today through my word and value the word of God. You know, this year um, in our ministry focus, We've been looking at preparing in the Word of God, and we've been using a simple tool called COMMA, which is an acronym that stands for Context, Observation, um, Meaning, Motive, and Application. And it's, it's so very gratifying to see so many of you using this. Most of our life groups that have used this are using this. And if and, and God wants to, this, this is not a perfect tool, but he, he wants to kind of give you a deeper study and understanding and meditation, enjoyment of feasting on the word of truth, the word of God. And if you've never done this before, it's not just for the really mature. It's just, you can do this right now. And if you need any help with this, I know our pastors, our elders, our our group leaders would love to help you, teach you more about comma. But now let's get back to the passage. In verses 1 through 4, Solomon teaches us a couple benefits 
of knowing God and His Word. And the first benefit is this length of days. He says this in in verse number 2. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. You know, uh, it's so important as you study the Word of God to get a right understanding and not take this one verse out of context. I mean, there are actually several of these verses in Proverbs. But we have to look at the whole of Scripture and not, not fall into a bad, kind of unbiblical theology. You know, it's, it's, it's important because, you know, I have known, you have known in this church, people that have died at a young age. You know, why, why did Peter Roberts die? Parker Frederick. You know, just a few years ago, earlier than, we, than he should have, Chuck Airy. I mean, why? I just don't get it. These are, these are people that love God and his word. Is, it, is God not faithful? Is he not true to his word? No, that's... So what does it mean here when he says to have length of days and years of life and peace? Just a couple things I want to remind you from God's word. Remember this, that the Proverbs are true principles and not absolute promises. That's an important point because we need to apply the principles of this, of this verse to our lives. And then in verse 2, he reminds us, as we trust God's word, he gives us peace for all the days that he gives to us. Do you hear that? Peace for all the days he gives to you. He can give that to you as you trust him. But what's the opposite of peace? It's, it's worry, unrest, deep anxiety. Anyone have problems with poor sleep? <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. The list goes on. We see when we trust God's word, when we trust him and his word, his love and approval is poured out to us through Jesus. And we are more and more free to live a life without worry, with less unrest, with less anxiety, and with more sleep. When you, when you add that to scientific research that says all these things add, are beneficial and actually add to, it will cause you to be healthier and maybe even live a longer life, this is the principle I think here Solomon is trying to teach. And see, he wants us to live a, the, the, with the most peace-filled, longest life that he has ordained for us. And this is the benefit of trusting God. It's real. It's true. It's a true benefit and a principle that he pours out to our lives. Secondly, second benefit of this having success with God and others. Verse 4 says, So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Uh, <clears throat> You know, in 1 Samuel in the Old Testament, it tells us the early life of King David when he was a shepherd and then how he was eventually anointed by Samuel to become the king. But then before all, he, he actually takes the rulership of Israel. He's, he's, he really struggles with this King Saul, remember, chasing him? But God puts around um, David some real favor he gives him favor. He says, I'm going to protect you, one. And anyway, he sees these amazing ways he does. He gives him favor with the people of Israel. You know, Saul has killed his thousands. David is tens of thousands. You remember that? And then he surrounds him with these 
600 amazing fighting men. But, but guys, these were not the really cool people like you guys are. This, these people were uh, kind of, we see in 1 Samuel 22.3, they were the people, men in distress, in debt, and bitter in soul. Don't you love to be surrounded by those kinds of people? These were, these were you know, these weren't the popular. They, they were people, though, that God, they were willing to die for David. David was received so much favor from these men that they, a couple of them went and risked their very lives just to take a cup of water out of a camp. <laughs> Look at, if you trust God as you trust God, God will give you favor with him and with the right people. But don't be uh, surprised that you will be opposed because you will be opposed. Because whenever people truly follow God and his word and trust in him, yes, they find much favor with him and others, but there are those who will oppose them because they don't love God's word or nor do they love God. There is a benefit, a principle of having success with God and others. And God does promise this real success is found in trusting God. So, we, so first of all, we trust God's word. And secondly, we trust God with your whole heart. We come to one of the most famous couple verses in the whole of the Bible, verses 5 and 6. It, verse 5 begins this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. What does that mean? The heart is the central core of who you are as a person. The term here for heart describes the deepest part of you, and it means also all of you. If you are a Christ follower, trusting Christ with your heart is believing God to align your deepest desires and wants with him. It's seeing yourself and others how God sees you. This is so vital in our lives today because it's so easy to see ourselves differently the way the culture paints us. Are we beautiful? Are we rich? Are we productive? Are we gifted? Are we healthy? Well, then you're blessed by God. No, not necessarily. God says, look, if you trust me with your whole heart, <laughs> your whole person, you will be blessed. And it's, we easily fall into a sinful or nature or fleshly view of life. We think often, and this is the culture, we either think ourselves as too important or too great or too beautiful or too, too bad. Or we see ourselves as too, too worthless. And we tend to go to one, you know, not important, not valued, because the culture sees us this way. Either way, God wants you to see yourself how he sees you. As you see yourself more and more how he sees you, it will change the way you see him and others. And, and as we see him well, we see ourselves well. It's beautiful how this works. So what I wanted you to do is just pause right now, take a breath, as I do too, and just... Meditate on this 
this little phrase, Lord, give me faith to trust you from my heart. Will you do that? Just for a second. Lord, give me faith to trust you from my heart. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he, he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. You see how easy it is for us to lean into our own wisdom and trust ourselves. Is that not true? The word lean means to lie on, rely, or rest on. And think about it. You know, maybe you're like me. How many of you, like me, feel most confident when you're, when you're behind the will and others are not? I always like to be driving. I feel most confident that I'm going to get to the place where I want to get to because I'm driving and my coffee is not. I'm feeling the, the, the joy and love. <laughs> you know, when I'm driving, I feel good about, about where I'm headed and the direction I'm going. Likewise, in our hearts and minds, it's so easy to trust me and not God. You see, we were designed to have this Inf trust him and his infinite, limitless knowledge, not ourselves. But like every human being since the Garden of Eden, here's what's happened. We get deceived. And we think, we start leaning into what we want, what we think. We're steering the car. I'm driving this ship. I know better. And we fall into a massive deception. And we don't live a life of really peace or purpose or really enjoying God and others like we should. We live either driven or, we've, or we're demolished by our own self-will. You see, but here... Uh, we see that leaning on our own understanding is trying to be like God and the essence and core of Adam and Eve's sin and ours as well. You have to constantly admit and acknowledge to God, Lord, I so easily lean on my own wisdom. I need to reject my own self-confidence. Not, not the way you view me. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about my self-reliance on me. And I want to constantly rely on you. You alone are all wise. You alone are holy. You alone know. And by faith, I acknowledge you and your wisdom for every thought, decision that I make and all the things going on in my heart and mind. You see, faith in God and the word of God is so important because it transforms all of this. It, it means that our wants, our desires, our thinking that sometimes can be stinking. Even our emotions can, can be all really pretty messed up at times. 
And we need God to change us in our deepest place, our heart. I had one friend in early prayer, he calls, he said, he calls his desires or that thing inside of you, you know, the things you want, he calls it his liker. And he says, God, he also often prays, God, change my liker. A, a Scottish preacher um, several years ago uh, put it this way. He says, there needs to be an expulsive power of a new affection or a new desire that changes our likers, our desires. So the expulsive power is we need God and his all-consuming, expelling love to be driven, to be received in us and drive out and flush out the corruption, the sin, and our own personal self-confidence that is relying on me. And Lord, you control me. You fill me. You expel out of me every desire, every thought that is not of you. You see, the, our hearts won't be changed unless we have a realistic distrust of self and rely, rest upon, and lean upon God and His wisdom that comes from His Word. Real success is found in trusting God. And thirdly, we can see in this passage here in Proverbs 3 that we are to trust God and His character. Verse 7 and 8. Look at 7. It says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You see, see, I know that I've struggled and others do as well to see things we do as I do as evil, especially earlier in my life and seeing God for who he truly is. You know, a lot of us, because of the culture and the lies we've believed, we have lost the majesty and holiness of God. We really don't see God as all wise. And so we look around to the culture and other people and even ourselves and we become numbed by things in the culture and the sort of the, the lies that, that are spun out there and we start believing those things. But that, friends will not bring you to, to peace, to, to finding in this, this, what he says here in verse 7, what the fear of the Lord is and why that's so important. As you think about this fear of the Lord, Psalm 51, David said, against you and you alone have I sinned, O Lord. You remember last week, Mark Pugh did a great job teaching about the fear of the Lord uh, and I'd encourage you to listen to it at our website and you'd be glad you'll, you did listen to it. But briefly he told us this, a study of the word fear is, is it, it actually means this, reverence, respect, alarm, worship, wonder, and astonishment. And he talked about that phrase, that old phrase, fear God and you will fear nothing else. So think about it. The respect, worship, wonder, or fear of the Lord is not a cowering panic or anxiety, you know, with God. No, it's an awesome wonder 
acknowledgement of his holiness and majesty and it's hating sin and then loving him and his wisdom and ways, giving him glory in all we do and say. You see, a right fear or wonder in the Lord helps us deal with all our other fears. Do you deal with fears in your life? You've got to shun evil. And look, Christian, this is for you. The evil isn't just outside of you, it is inside of you. You struggle with it, you know that. It's not that God sees you as evil, but you struggle with it. You know, so, so many years ago, I just thought, you know, you know, compared to everyone else, I'm a pretty decent fella. And then I learned more about the fear of the Lord and saw the majesty and holiness of God and then began to be able to look at my sin and, and see it really does stink. But his love and grace is so incredibly poured out to those who know I'm broken, helpless, dependent on you, Lord. And so, trust God in his character. You know, um, why do you trust God? It's because, again, he's the all-wise one. Do you remember, realize this? He is the all-wise one. God of the universe who became the greatest fool at the cross. Have you ever felt foolish before people? No one was ever more foolish than Jesus when he took on our sins and the sins of the world upon himself at the cross. He was the all-wise Eternal, immortal, sovereign Lord of the universe. He became a fool for you and me. That we might be forgiven and received and receive his boundless abundant grace and love. And his wisdom that we're talking about here in Proverbs 3. You remember James in the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 5 says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. You know, he gives generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to you if you ask. He is the God who is all wise, who wants to give you wisdom. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to come to his character and acknowledge, I can't get it on my own, God? You may have lots of gifts in many different areas, but you are not God. Newsflash. You need God. And so we come, those of us who know Christ, as sons and daughters, saying, Lord, thank you for the wisdom you love to pour out. So how are you trusting God today? Some of you are online or here in person, and you actually need to trust him to know him. You've maybe been around church. You've been spiritual. Maybe you've known facts about Jesus and God. Maybe you've known even a lot of the Bible, but do you really know God? I'd encourage you to receive Jesus and his salvation today. For many of us, we need to trust him, all of us, with our external circumstances, right? Right? There's things in my life and extended family 
I just can't fix. I can't do anything about it. And I, sometimes I can get frustrated about it or worried about it or try to operate in my own wisdom about it. Or I can say, Lord, pause button. Boom. Lord, I acknowledge I haven't been trusting you. And I want to say, I trust your wisdom. I don't understand. I don't get this or that and why this is going on. I trust you, Lord. And trust him with your entire life, not just some of your life. Christian, it's so easy to compartmentalize. It's so easy to like, I'm going to give him this room of my heart where there's many closets in the back that need to be swept out for his glory and his grace because he wants to give you peace and completion and wholeness and purpose and all the things he desires to give you, will you let him give it to you? If you aren't a Christ follower, ask him today to give me faith to trust you, Lord, with my life. And if you do know Christ, ask him the same similar question with a little twist. Give me faith to trust you more and more, more and more. Lord, all my thoughts is Psalm 90, my mother-in-law just turned 90 years old this week. Psalm 90, I read her Psalm 90 in the morning. And one of the, one of the great verses in Psalm 90 is this. Teach me, Lord, to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Are you doing that? He so wants to grant you He's the all-wise God wants to grant you wisdom. Will you receive it? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. You see, it's really true. Real success is found trusting God. Lord, please pour out faith that we would believe you. It's so easy to believe our own press, our own word, our own thoughts, what the culture says, what that person said about us. Help us to believe you. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.